Hey everyone, this is the Peachy Girl Podcast with Sarah Giovanetti. I'm owner of the Naked Peach Salons in Philadelphia and I'm a licensed esthetician teacher. So today has been pretty gorgeous outside. I really wanted to go to the lake near my house, but I had a lot of work to do, so I couldn't take the kayak out to the lake. <laughs> I'm going to have to try next weekend, but or maybe tomorrow if it's not raining. Um, today, I was thinking a lot about um, pride and not the kind of pride you take in doing a job well done and not gay pride or anything like that. Um, I'm talking about the spiritual principle of pride and how much pride can really damage relationships and damage your life, you know, and you really need to have a healthy dose of humility to even be able to connect authentically with other people. And I find that a lot of times, like you can't expect to have, um, you know, authentic relationships with people you know, be able to be great at anything without a healthy dose of humility. Because pride really kind of keeps you in your ego. um, And it keeps you like being kind of being hurt all the time, like taking things personally, you know, not really being able to listen to other people. Um, And then you know, and you know, sensitive and and kind of acting childishly and acting out of revenge because you're in your pride. Um, and that's your false self. It's not your real self. Like we're all made in the image and likeness of God. You know, we are all unique. We all have something to share to the world. And, you know, when we truly, you know, practice humility and really authentically try to get to know people and, and come from that space, like that's where the magic happens. <laughs> you know, all the magic happens in empathy, compassion, and humility, you know. Um, you know, and the thing is, it's like, I, I don't know, I guess pride is kind of like, you know, just really, I guess pride is also fear, like, you know, Everything in life is about like growing and evolving. And I know that a lot of people, you know, their next step that they need to make in their life, whatever it may be, you know, whether it's you're a guy and you want to ask the girl out or, you know, you're a woman and, you know, you want to purchase a home for your, you know, your children or whatever that next step is that you need to do. There's, you know, there's a lot of fear right? And, um, but if, you know, you have a healthy dose of humility, a healthy dose of empathy, and you're practicing some spiritual principles, you know, you know that, hey, you can call on God, you can pray, and you can ask for him to give you some courage and to give you some faith so you can step out on faith, knowing that God has your back. You can step out and do what it is that you need to do in life, whatever your next step may be, right? Maybe it's speaking at a company meeting, right? Um, or party and, it, and you, you want to you wanna get in front of everybody and you want to speak and it's going to take a lot of courage and a lot of faith for you to do that. And so, um, and so 
what you have to do is you just have to summon up. You got to put the pride aside, <laughs> you know, because pride stops you. Fear stops you. You know, put the pride aside and really summon up, you know, some courage to take that step and then have faith that God's going to have your back. So you got to do whatever it is that you can do in the human in this physical body, you got to do everything that you can do on your own, right? And whatever you can't do, that's what you got to give to God, right? So worry and fear, anxiety, you're just going to have to hand that over to God. And then what you have to do is everything you can do in the physical world. And then you just have to trust God's going to have your back that you can do this and you can complete it. And the other thing too is, is that a lot of people are afraid of, you know, looking bad in front of other people and people are afraid of making mistakes. But, you know, all of the top performers in the world, I mean, know that, you know, a failure is not a permanent place. <laughs> you know, it's like a little temporary, you know, uh, it's a temporary spot where it's just a learning lesson, right? So say something didn't work. Well, now you have more information. You know that, okay, well, that's not the right way to do it. And now you're going to move forward expeditiously in a new direction, right? And so, so, and fear is what stops everybody. Just fear keeps people paralyzed, right? And, and pride is fear, right? Uh, ego is fear, right? So you have to be willing, you know, to look like a fool for a moment so you can live the best rest of your life. You know what I mean? So, you know, you, cause you're never, ever going to reach the destination you want to reach, achieve any type of goals you want to achieve, whatever it's personal, financial, spiritual, unless you're willing to take chances and willing to put yourself out there right? And willing to be your authentic self. That's the other thing, right? It's so important to just be your authentic self so you can attract people to you that align with your authentic self. You know, if you're out there in your pride and your ego all the time, well, you're not attracting people who are really aligned with your authentic self. They're attracted to your ego personality, right? So, um, but a lot of people, you know, because people, when you separate yourself from the pack and you put yourself out there, you know, you will have, you know, haters, you will have people, <laughs> you know, coming for you. And, um, and then if you have any type of spirituality, you know that those people who are doing that, they're in pain, they're in stuck, they're stuck, they're in fear, right? And that's why they're coming at you because what you're doing is you're reflecting something back to them that they, they, it makes them shudder because they can never imagine say doing what you're doing or speaking how you're speaking. Like it, it scares them to death. And so that's why they're lashing out right? And so, you know, I've learned over the years to have deep compassion and deep empathy for anyone who wants to, you know, whatever it is, perceive shade or hate or whatever, slander, whatever it is, because I know that that person is hurting because someone who is happy, right? Someone who is fulfilled, right? They're just going around spreading love and trying to help people, <laughs> Listen, when you're really working on yourself, you do not have time to be worried about, anyone else. You really, you have so much on your plate to do. You're just trying to, you know, take care of what God has entrusted in you, you know, and be a good steward of that and keep on creating and moving forward, you know? So, you know, I just, 
was thinking a lot about that. I've had, you know, some different encounters this week with different people. And, you know, it's like I'm slamming up against the pride. I'm slamming up against the ego. I'm slamming up against the fear. And and I recognize it. And I don't want to have to go into a debate with someone or argue with anyone that's, you know, paralyzed in fear and uh, pride and in their ego because, you know, you're 30% smarter in your healthier emotions, right? So that's why people who are very successful and very rich really curate a beautiful life for themselves. You know, it's like there is a book by Jim Ron called The Art of Living, right? So people who are wealthy know that they're 30% smarter in their healthier emotions, lighter emotions, right? So they create a lifestyle, for themselves that keeps them in their, you know, good emotions. So what does that look like? Well, if you're not where you want to live right now, well, you know, maybe you can move back home with your parents, get five roommates, and then kind of live how you don't want to live for a couple of years. So that gives you a time and a space to save up a nest egg where now you can put that down payment on your dream house. You see, and, and you have to be able to put that work in to eventually work towards that dream life right? And no one's coming to save you. You have to do it yourself. And it's so important to really adopt an independent, sovereign mindset that whatever it is in life that you want, you can truly go out there and get that. And then whoever comes into your life, it's because you're being your authentic self and you are attracting and you're aligning with people who actually like your authentic self. It's, it's too much it's too exhausting trying to be somebody else. <laughs> I mean, you only have so much energy for the day. Like, you know, I'm trying to get to the gym. I got all this work to do. I can't be spending time trying to be someone I'm not. That's like, that's an extra amount of energy I need to expel, right? So so basically, you know, I would just encourage people to really think about, you know, the next time somebody hurts your feelings or you're upset think, am I in my pride? In what way? In what way was this situation my fault? What part did I play? How can I change this around for the better? And always remember the person who extends the olive branch first, who forgives, who tries to make the situation better is spiritually the stronger person, right? Okay. Because it's not that, you know, you know, people who are spiritually strong don't feel those strong emotions. They just choose to do the more loving thing instead of the more hateful thing, right? And then the more and more you practice that, the stronger it gets. And then you can start to see the more you build that muscle of humility and compassion and empathy, then, you know, when you see somebody really angry, when I see someone really angry and hurtful, revengeful and spiteful, I know that they're hurting spiritually. And that's why they're acting that way. And they never had, they never had, a, it's, a, it's a habit, it's a muscle. They never had the, the chance to build those other muscles in a different way, right? And when Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., I mean, he couldn't have said it better. You know, love is the only thing that conquers hate, right? And so I would just encourage people just to be like more loving towards the people who are coming at you with a lot of that strong aggression. Because you know what? 
a lot of times that's exactly the medicine they need. And when they come at you with all that strong anger, energy, and you choose to be loving, most of the time they turn into a little pussycat because what they really needed was some love. You know, they're all angry and mad because probably nobody in their life like cares about them or loves them. And so they're angry all the time, you know, but they don't have the self-awareness to realize that they need to be loving, <laughs> you know, the spiritual principle, you know, it's like karma, you know, what you put out, you get back. So they, they need to be loving to get that love back. And what they're uh, realizing is, is that, you know, they're so used to putting out hate. And then when you come at them with love, right, it's like spiritual Tai Chi, you know, you choose the love instead of coming back at them with anger and hate. They don't even know what to do. It's like, it's like, <laughs> does not compute, does not compute. But guess what? That was the exact medicine they needed, you know? And a lot of times you'll end up having, listen, <laughs> you'll end up with the, having a best friend, you know? A friend in need is a friend indeed. And one of the things I've learned in life is I don't mind helping people who are at their lowest, you know, because a lot of times those people turn out to be your biggest ally and your biggest supporter and turn out to be one of the, the most um, advocating people in your life, right? When you really help somebody who's truly hurting, right? And you, you can help them kind of stand up, get on their feet and get a different perspective. You'd be really surprised. Now, now you got a friend, right? Because most people can't handle dealing with people in their negative emotions, right? So if you can actually help someone who's in their negative emotions, stay with them and bring them back to the light, trust and believe you're going you're gonna to have, you, you'll be surprised. You, you turn an enemy into a friend. Okay. You know, so anyway, um, I kind of, you know, learned some of this stuff from Dale Carnegie training and I know uh, I took a couple courses um, in New York with their training and, um, you know, what they say is like a three-step, you know, you just listen to people, you know, and be empathetic to what they're saying, no matter what they're saying. I don't care how mean, hateful, whatever, you know, and then just be there with them and then try to offer a solution, you know what I mean, or try to help them. And I'm telling, I don't, I, there's never been a time that it just, that hasn't worked. <laughs> it works all the time, you know? I mean, I don't know how many times I've talked to people where, you know, a lot of times they're being, you know, real mean and hateful. And then by the time I get them to calm down and, you know, and then you can have a real conversation, you know, they ain't even mad at you. You know, it's like they just lost their dad, you know, or somebody stole the, all the money in their bank account or their man just left them or, or, you know, all these different scenarios. And that's why they're upset. They're not really mad at you. And, and what they're doing is they're really crying out, you know, for some love and for some support, but they don't know how to do it in a healthy way. Right. So if you're spiritually strong, especially, you know, this time and age, I really feel like there's a lot of spiritual weakness, you know, here in America. And I just feel like now's the time to really be spiritually strong and, um, you know, really get back to your roots and, um, you know, just stay strong within your family unit and your family communities and your, you know, your work environments, um, because there's just a lot going on in the world. And this is when you really need to truly uh, be spiritually strong. But anyway, so I guess that's what I wanted to, you know, talk about this week, because, you know, I was thinking about pride. You know, I was thinking about how that comes up in a lot of people's lives. I did read a book 
about it, about pride and how it's such a killer. It was actually a book on humility. I have several books on humility. Um, I don't know if I have the book around here so I can give you like the name and the title of it. Um, it was a religious book um, that I read. Um, so sometimes it's, I rather, I, some, I really like reading more spiritual books instead of like religious books because a lot of times they get into a lot of like fear, <laughs> you know what I mean? And fire and brimstone, which, you know, I'm just, you know, <laughs> it could be a little heavy. So I try to keep it a little lighter. So I like more, um, you know, reading spiritual books where it's a little not so fear based. So I like reading things that are more love based and, um, you know, manifesting and positive and, you know, that's kind of the spiritual route I like to take, uh, makes me feel better. Um, oh, oh, actually as we're speaking. Okay. So this was the book I was reading. Um, and again, this is, um, I'm a very open-minded person, so, you know, I can read anything. I try to keep an open mind and if I'm reading something, you know, take what you need, leave the rest. I mean, not everything, you're not going to agree with everything somebody says, but I'm sure there's some sort of golden nugget. I know every single book I've ever read in my life, there was always some sort of lesson that I got out of it that I could glean from, some sort of golden nugget. But it's like, you know, you really had to read the book to, you know, all the way through to kind of get the understanding, if that makes sense. So, Actually, this book I started reading was, it's called The Power of a Humble Life. And let me see who the author is by. Richard Simmons. So The Power of a Humble Life, Quiet Strength in an Age of Arrogance. So, you know, I do think a lot about humility and I think a lot about pride because pride is something that I have personally seen really tear down a lot of people's lives. So it's something I do think a lot about. And I think about how I can be humble. You know, if I'm, um, sorry, if I'm facing a challenging situation myself, you know, I will try to get perspective and I will try to say to myself, well, number one, what part did I play? Right. Um, how can I see it from a different vantage point? How can I see their side? Right. Um, how can I be more humble in this moment, right? And really try. And then so that way, like that's how relationships are. If you really want to have like a really good relationship, it's like, you, it's not you're right all the time. You're right, somebody's wrong. Like that's what enemies do. <laughs> I'm right, you're wrong, right? Like having a relationship is about creating understanding, compassion, empathy, and, you know, and it's not about winning and losing. It's about cooperating, right? And creating an environment where there's understanding and that's what brings, you know, happiness and cooperation within a group. So, um, I do think heavily about pride and, you know, I try to reflect on it in my life and I just know how damaging it can be if you really don't have the self-awareness, um, about how destructive pride can be. So I would just encourage everybody to also, you know, think about it and how they can, um, apply, being humble in their lives. And so hopefully somebody got something good out of this podcast today. And I hope everybody has a beautiful day and a beautiful weekend.